one thing that I always remember about this particular area, and uh, I, ch- I challenge you to maybe maybe you'll be as blessed as I was. I remember coming back from Bakersfield, and I was driving back to Redlands, and I was on the 210, and uh, there's something special about this area, I guess, because I, um, I exited the freeway right here on Rosemead, and um, my wife was with me, my two children with, were with me, and we went to this jack-in-a-box right here. Everyone know what I'm talking about. And you know what? What would you know? You all are blessed here. There's something special about Pasadena because as we were waiting in line for our food that we had ordered, it seemed to be taking a few minutes, and then they asked us, as they often do, would you just pull up to the front? And so we kind of pulled up to the front, and what would you know, this guy that was behind us came and knocked on our window, and he gave us, he said, no, is everything okay? I said, absolutely, we're just waiting for our food. He said, now, um, he said, I'm really sorry about this. And he pulled out a $20 bill, and he said, "Um, the president of Jack in a Box is actually in the car behind me. And um, he just wants to pay for your meal today because he's really, 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 really um, sorry about what happened. So there's something special about Pasadena. Amen. There's something special about Pasadena. And you didn't even know it that the that Jack in a Box was, was so interested in this city. Amen. He did not, I did not see the silhouette of a big head. Um, so I can only assume that that's their marketing. But... Um, but uh, we have indeed enjoyed being here, and I do sense, like I said last week, I do sense a momentum that's building. It was always here before we were here. We understand that. We are just very thankful to be able to be here this evening. I want you to lift up your hands unto the Lord right now and just begin to ask God to begin to prepare the soil of your soul right now. Would you do that? Hallelujah. Would you just lift up your hands right now and say, Father, would you help me right now? Would you move in this place? God, have your will. Have your way. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice, would you? Come on, everybody. Lift up your voice and say, God, help us right now. Let your Holy Spirit flow in this place. We need your touch. We need your presence. We need your glory. We need your power. I need some saints of God to lift up their voice right now. And if you know how to touch God, I want you to touch God right now. Hallelujah. I know there's fatigue that's on your mind. I know that there's weariness that's on your spirit. But right now, would you just cast all of those things aside and say, God, have your way. God, have Have your way. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We're going to worship one more time, but before we do, I want you to, I want you to understand a couple things. I know you're standing, but stand with me. Are you okay with that for just a few more moments? I want you to recognize something. That is, that is happening in this sanctuary. Um, this is not the only time that this has happened to me, perhaps in the last uh, 12 to 18 months. Um, but let me tell you something about the spirit realm. Every time that we begin to gain ground in the spiritual atmosphere, 
and we begin to take back what the enemy has stolen from us. Anybody feel like you've, you've advanced in the kingdom of God in the last two weeks, last month, or anybody believe that? Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to understand what happens in the spirit realm. We don't often think like this because uh, we don't want to spook each other out, but we have to be cognitive of the, cognizant of the fact that there is an unseen world where there are spirits and there are angelic beings. And, of course, our great God, who is above all, is authority, has authority over all of this. But I want you to recognize, the Bible tells us in the book of Acts, I believe it's the 16th chapter. I don't have this written down. I'm just going by memory right now. But the Bible says that Paul and Silas had been evangelizing and had some tremendous, tremendous moves of God. In fact, it was in those moves of God that a lady by the name of Lydia came to the Lord and began to follow in this way. The Bible says that right after Lydia, which would become a central character to the early church and the advancement of the work of God and the, the apostolic church, it would be in her church that people would come to God. It would be in Lydia's church that churches would be built out of her house. And I thank God for it. But I want you to recognize something. And I, I need those of you that are spiritually discerning in this house. The Bible says that there was a person that began to scream and began to yell, saying, These be prophets of God. The Bible says that there was something that was on this person that began to disrupt what God had tried to do. Because we must be un always understand that every time we take as a church or as a person, as we take two steps forward, we are going to meet somebody that has a spirit that is a territorial instinct. I'm going to flow in the Holy Ghost right now just for a moment. You all right with that? You all right with that? The Bible, uh, the Bible tells us that this individual began to say the right things, but the spirit was not right. So that in truly, Paul looked at that individual and began to cast the spirit out of that person because what was inside of them was not for the propagating of the gospel of that day. And it was after that time that we find him that the owners of this particular person who had a spirit of a, de a divination, a, a demonic spirit inside of them. They got upset because now their, their product had been loosed and when their product was loosed, the devil took another blow on his chin and his finances began to dry up. And so the owners of this lady said, hey, we, we, we cannot have this man of God, these men of God in our cities because they are taking our financial, our capital away from, our, from, from, from us. And the Bible says it was 
because of this reason that Paul and Silas were cast in to prison. Here's what I'm going to try to talk to you just for a moment about. The reality is every time you go forward, you are going to meet something that is going to stand in your way. The adversary, you can be seated. The adversary of your soul is not going to take your spiritual advancement sitting down. I'll say it again. The adversary of your soul is not going to take your spiritual advancement sitting down. But he is going to fight you every step of the way. This is why Paul said in 2 Corinthians uh, uh, 16, I believe, he said, I'm not going to come to you, but I am going to stay here in Ephesus, Ephesus because there is a great and effectual door that is open to the church. But he concludes that by saying, and there is in that door many adversaries. Can I tell this church something? That the adversary of this church and the adversary of your soul is not going to allow you to just begin to walk on him. He's not going to allow you just to begin to take back the territory. But he is going to rise up his head. He is going to look you in the face. He is going to try to distract detour and dismiss what God has done. But let me tell you something. Every time that happens, the church needs to recognize it's my, my, my moment to stand up and recognize and discern the situation and let the devil know, devil, you're not going to take back what we've You're not going to take back what God has given us. You're not going to take back the territory because all that he's trying to do is use fear to tell you, no, 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 you came to this point, but you're not going any further. But I've come to tell this church, the only way that you're going to war against that is you're going to have to square your shoulders and say, devil, if it's a fight that you want, then it's a fight that you'll get. If it's a fight that you're looking for, then I'm going to be so Somebody that I will get on my knees and pray the glory down because devil the blood of Jesus is greater than you devil the blood of Jesus is greater than any any onslaught or attack that you're going to bring against me I would to God the church lift up their hands right now and begin to just pray for a moment would you do that come on I want you to plead the blood of Jesus plead his name right now father we ask you Father, we ask you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We're not wrestling against people. We're wrestling against spirits. We're wrestling against spirits that are trying to to manipulate and distract what the church is doing. But we will not be removed. We will not stop. We will not stumble. For we are not a part of those that draw back. We don't go backwards. We go forward. We don't take steps back, but we're going inch by inch, foot by foot, yard by yard. We're going to storm the gate.
gates of hell. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I know this is a little bit uncouth and probably not even what you've been familiar with me, but let me just tell you what I feel. This is this is coming, what I'm feeling pre-service, during service, and now, right now, is exactly what I feel. And I feel like I'm walking in the Holy Ghost this evening. I feel like I'm walking in the Holy Ghost this evening. There is something that I think every single one of us are familiar with, at least on some level. It is known as, and I've already mentioned it, it is known as territorial instinct. There is something to 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 this because uh, many of you, I do not count myself to be a a a outdoorsman by any stretch of the imagination. I I have to say that I'm not one that likes to sit in deer stands and and, and kill Bambi. That's not my style. But 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 let me tell you, we don't need to look any further than the domestic domesticated animals that fill our own homes. We have dogs and cats that can teach us just a little bit about territorial instincts. In fact, we see this all the time as as dogs will go into the house and they will go into the yard. And I don't want to get too graphic, but, but they will let everybody know that this is my yard, and this is my place. They will allow something to come out of them to mark their territory. The same thing is what what happens in wolf packs and with moose and with other large animals, caribou and such. They will go into the wild, and what they do is they will they will either excrete something out of their being or they will use the very scent of their fur and the scent of what is on their body and in fact you will notice them sometimes they will come up to a tree and they will go to that tree and take their take their fur and they will take their body and that what they'll do is they'll begin to rub up against it it's not an itch that they have it's because they recognize Recognize that in their territory there is an intruder and so they want to make sure that their scent gets on their territory. They want to make sure that how they smell gets all around them. Can I stop and say the Bible reminds us that Jesus look, looking in, in Caesarea Philippi in the, the, the book of Matthew chapter chapter 16, he looks at, at, at its Caesarea Philippi and looks Upon a rock, I have stood uh, similar in the place where Jesus stood in Caesarea Philippi in this particular Matthew chapter 16. And, and, and I can remember and I can see that there is a flowing stream that runs into the Jordan River. It is coming out of a cave. It is coming out of a cavity, a cutaway in the rock. And the Bible says that Jesus taking his disciples began to walk up past the stream that would be the very beginning of the Jordan River. He would take his disciples and he would stand at the very mouth of that cave which would be known in that day as as the, the resting places of the goddess 
Pan and the goddess Echo. It was the goddess Pan who was the goddess of fertility and the goddess of, of, of living things. In fact, the goddess Pan did not have, and they did, she did not, uh, he did not possess a temple because uh, this was a god of natural resources and natural things. And so mythology teaches us that they did not have a temple for Pan, but they worshipped in the open. They worshipped in the out. Door. And Jesus, knowing that his disciples would have an understanding of the Hellenistic, Hellenistic Greek culture that had inundated their mindset and inundated the world, Jesus, I don't believe he walked timidly. I don't believe that he walked up that, that, that elevation that is there as you walk from the bottom of Caesarea Philippi and begin to go to the mouth of that cave. I don't believe he walked just timidly. I don't believe that he walked limp-wristed. Excuse that expression, but it's the best way that I know how to do it, but to say it. But, but let me tell you, I believe that when he took, he took his disciples, he walked up to the very mouth of that cave and he looked at his disciples and said, Upon this rock, I will build my church. And he told them, and the gates of hell, the very spiritual creatures of Echo and Pan, the very mythological creatures of, of spiritual realms are not going to be able to stand against the church. I propose to you that Jesus understood that Satan thought that this world was his. Satan thought that this territory was his. Satan thought, I've been here for a long time. I've had people worshiping the goddess Pan and the god Echo for a long time. I've had them here. I've, I, I've led them by the, by the ring of their nose and I've told them what to do. But Jesus, as it were, was standing up against that rock and rubbing his scent on it and saying, devil, you've been here for too long. Devil, you've been here for too long. I want you to know that this is not your territory. This is not your church. This is not your city. This is, these are not your people. You cannot do just what you want to do, but we come against you in the name of Jesus Christ because the gates of Hades will not not, they shall not stand against the church. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The Bible tells us. The Bible tells us that during this time, it was Jesus who looked at his disciples and said, no, 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 no. You've been intimidated for too long. This God pan has intimidated for you for too long. But today, that's about to change. Let me tell you something. 
The church is not supposed to live in fear and intimidation. Let me tell you something. You don't live in fear and intimidation. We're not intimidated of the devil. What's inside of us is what's going to bruise his head. What's inside of me is greater than he is. What God gave to me is not going, it is, it is so great, it is going to accomplish the work and the will of God in this time, in this moment. I've come to tell the church it's not time to be intimidated. It's not time to tuck your head. It's not time to walk around and say everybody's going to hell. The church is not going to do anything. The church is going down. Nobody, the church is going up. The purpose of God is going to be fulfilled. The power of God will be unleashed. Come on, lift your hands right now. I need you to pray. Would you pray right now, everybody? I want you to lift your hands right now. I want you to pray right now now. Father, in your name, let your spirit touch. Let your spirit move. I pray, God, that you would give dominion. I pray right now, God, that you would give us clarity in this moment. In the name of Jesus, Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Satan, the blood of Jesus. Come on, lift up your hands. You're in a fight tonight. You're in a fight tonight. You're in a fight tonight, but you've been predestined to win. Come on, pray, 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 pray. I need you to touch, touch the throne of heaven right now. God, I pray in your name. We pray against every spirit. We come against every adversary. We rebuke every devourer that would try to steal the purpose of God. I pray you would have your divine way. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to recognize this. You've probably heard this preached before. But Jesus was not saying that the church was always going to remain on the defensive. He didn't say that the church is always going to remain on the defensive, always reacting to the adversary, always reacting to problems, always reacting to spirits. But what he said is the gates of hell, the gates of hell, if you understand what a gate is, it is a fixed point. It surrounds a location. It surrounds perhaps a city. In those times, it would surround a place. But those gates of hell, he said that fixed point, they are not going to be able to stand against what God has for the church. What he was saying was the gates, the gates were not going to move, but the church was going to move. The gates were going to stay there, but the church was going to stand like an exceeding great army and they were going to march to the very gates of hell and when 
my God. And when the gates of hell tried to hold back the power of the church, there was going to be a shaking. There was going to be a quaking. And they were going to fall because the power that was inside the church was greater than the very gates of hell. Can I tell you, don't look at sin. Don't look at the spirits. Because where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're going forward. Turn to your neighbor and say, we're going forward. going forward hallelujah we're going forward inch by inch we're we're going forward my God I feel the Holy Ghost right now I need somebody to let this get sink into your spirit right now that this is my church and devil if I've got to start rubbing up just so that you go get my scent of praise. I'm letting you know you're not coming past this point because you intrude this point. You're going to be in for a fight. Hallelujah. You know what? Every time that we come in and we worship, you know what we're doing in the spirit realm? What we're doing is we're letting the devil know, uh-uh, not here. Not here today. This is not yours today. This is God's. Why do I come in and I worship the way I do? I'm reminding hell I'm not for sale. I'm reminding hell this is not your body. I'm reminding the spirits of this world you can't intrude this person. There's a power that is greater that's living in me. And if you're going to cross me, you're coming out. You're coming out. You're coming out. The Bible reminds us that when an evil spirit leaves, And is cast out. He walketh about. Seeking rest. Seeking a place of habitation. Seeking a place that doesn't have the scent of God's presence. Seeking a place that doesn't have a hint of the glory of God. Seeking a place where he'll feel comfortable. Seeking a place where he can go back into. Let me just stop and say, if you're here today and you've gotten the devil out in repentance, but you hadn't got the Holy Ghost, you're in a dangerous place. You can repent, you can cry, and you can boo-hoo. But if you don't get somebody, my God, if you don't get the strong, 
the stronger man inside of you when the adversary comes looking for a place he's going to find rest but all of a sudden when the devil comes and he knocks on the door what happens is there's a new residence and the Holy Spirit steps up and says you answered you called he says no 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 that's not a void here there's not an evil spirit here but now there's a new residence living in the depth of my spirit that's the power of the Holy Ghost you've got to have the Holy Ghost you've got to have God's spirit inside of you it is devil repellent it is spiritual repellent turn to your neighbor and say do you have the Holy Ghost Come on, you have the Holy Ghost. Do you have the Holy? Turn to somebody else. Say, do you have the Holy Ghost? Let me tell you something. When you've got the Holy Ghost, it'll bubble up inside of you. When you've got the Holy Ghost, it'll cause you to praise on Wednesday night. When you've got the Holy Ghost, it will give you joy unspeakable and full of glory. When you've got the Holy Ghost, it'll let the devil know this is not your territory. We're not backing up. This is God. God's man. This is God's woman. This is God's child. Uh, Praise God. This is God's building. This is God's place. This isn't a place, this isn't a place where the devil is going to feel comfortable. This isn't a place where the spirit of this world is going to feel comfortable. This is the scent of God's presence. I, don't, I want you, don't, don't worry about what's going on over here. I want you just to lift up your hands right now and begin to pray with me. I want you just to begin to take your mind. This is exactly what the adversary is wanting to do, to detract from what God's word is trying to give us today. But I've come to tell you, I want you to lift up your hands right now. I don't want you to, don't give the adversary an inch right now. I want you with every... With every, with every a bit of mental power, I want you to focus on God. I don't want you to, don't let the devil have one inch right now. Don't let the devil have one cell of your brain right now. But right now, would you just lift up your hands and begin to praise God, press and begin to rub your praise upon this church and say, devil, this is God's house. Devil, this is God's way. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. 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 That's it. Come on, church. Begin to tap in right now. Begin to tap in right now. Come on, throw everything, throw every distraction out the window right now. Just close your eyes if you've got to. But right now in this place, don't, don't give a moment. Don't give a minute. Come on, God's not a God of confusion. He's a God of order. He's a God of order. He's a God of order.
Come on, we've got to have your glory. We've got to have the glory of God. We've got to have the glory of God. Hallelujah. 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 We had, I want you to know, you can stay standing. We, I'm, I'm almost done right now. God's about, we're about to open up this altar and let God begin to move on some people. We're going to begin to lay hands on folks, see what God will do in their lives. Let me tell you something. This is not the first time something like this has happened. I was in revival just in Modesto with Brother Allard. We had probably one weekend, 15 or 16 people get the Holy Ghost. And what would you know, but all of a sudden, there came a situation out of the out of the book of Acts chapter 16 in the middle of that midweek revival service. This does not scare God. This does not scare anybody. Let me tell you something. It's a distraction because God knows what you're capable of. The devil knows what you're capable of. And if he could not believe what you're capable of he would not fight you tooth and nail but because he knows what you're capable of he's going to stand in resistance against what you are feeling in your spirit and in the momentum of this church this is why when 21 days of prayer and fasting are over hear me when 21 days of prayer and fasting are over, you can't revert back to being carnal. We thank God for 21 days of prayer and fasting, but it is supposed to be the pogo stick to take us into a new level where we don't need pastor calling a 21-day prayer and fasting, but there's something inside of us that says, I want God. I want his presence. I'll fast when nobody tells me to fast. I'll worship when there's not an evangelist. I'll praise on any given day. Because I want God to know this is your territory. This is your man. This is your house. This is your family. I had a pastor. I asked him. I asked him. I said, Pastor, I don't know, Brother Brown, but... One thing I know about apostolic churches, every apostolic church that I've seen that is an apostolic church operating on the mandates of the first century apostolic church, the, 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 the acts of the very apostles, one thing I've seen as a common denominator, it's prayer. Every large church that is a growing, thriving apostolic church is a church that's a praying church with a praying people. And every other church that tries to grow without first having the foundation of prayer is going to come to an ultimate demise. Because you can't get the glory you can't get the glory on man-made carts. 
hear me. David said, we're going to get this glory. We're going to get the Ark of the Covenant. We're taking it back to Jerusalem. We're getting it where it's supposed to be. But they built a cart that was man-made. Let me tell you something. I thank God. I believe in technology. I love technology. I believe in it. But let me tell you something. I believe the church ought to use it. But let me, let me just tell you this. Technology's not going to grow our church. And technology's not going to grow our spiritual life. And technology's not going to grow your family. That's why, and I, I, I don't want to get off here. Let me tell you something. That's why you've got to come to church. You can't just sit at home and watch a TV preacher. My God, you can't just watch a television preacher and say, oh, he's pastoring. No, 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 no. You need somebody that knows your name, that knows where you're living, that every once in a while, like the prophet Nathan, can point you in the face and say, thou art the man. The Bible says they tried to get the glory back to Jerusalem on something that was man-made. And David said, no, no, what the, what the end of that story was, was that the, uh, Uzzah died. Because he touched the Ark of the Covenant as it was just teetering and tottering, trying to handle holy things. But David said, no, 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 no. We need to go back and find out what really carries the glory and what carries the glory. Hear me, because this is where we're going in this service. What carries the glory is when those rods were put through those eye holes of the Ark of the Covenant and they were bore on the shoulders of the priests. Here's where I want to end at tonight. I am not a chauvinistic person. Let me tell you something. If this church is going to have the continuation of what God wants for this year, there's going to have to be priests of individual territories that are going to have to start leading the glory back to his house. And here's where I'm going. Ladies, I don't want anybody to be offended at me because you know, you know how valuable and important. Let me just tell you something. I believe we need men this year in this church, young men, middle-aged men, Newly married men, new fathers men, elder men that are the priests of their homes. And the first thing I want to tell the men, and I'm preaching to you right now, I want to tell the men, I want you to know, I know it's a different day, but you need to go to your home and you need to rub up against your child's room and let the devil know there's a scent that's on me. And you're not getting past this scent. I'll pray all night if I've got to pray, but you're not getting my kids. You're not getting my boy. You're not getting my daughter. I don't care what it takes. I've come to tell some single mothers. I've come to tell some men that you need to walk into your home and you need to rub up against your home and say this is going to be a place of God's glory. This is going to be a house of God's presence. Devil, you're not coming in this house. This is a sanctuary. This is a place of grace. This is a place of mercy. This is a place where God can move in at any moment.
going to tell you something. You can call me old-fashioned or whatever you want to call me, but let me tell you something. I understand. I've been a youth pastor. I know exactly what it is. Let me tell you something. My mama never asked me. My daddy never asked me when I was 15 years old. I'm not trying to tell you how to parent. Your pastor can tell you how to parent. But let me just tell you something. My mom and daddy never said, baby, man, do you really feel like going to church today? My, my dad never woke up, Brother Brown, probably like your dad, never woke up and said, you know what? You had a hard day yesterday at the mall. I think I'm just going to give you this Sunday morning off. All of a sudden, I've been a youth pastor, and I've seen kids. I've gone to parents say, where's Bobby Joe? Oh, he was tired this morning. He's 15 years old, and he's staying up till 2 in the morning playing Xbox, and then you're going to allow him to stay away from the glory of God? Can I tell the priest of some home today? Can I tell a single mother today? I don't want, you can't force them. You can't. You can't whip them enough, but I've come to tell you, you need to let them know, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. As for our house, we're going to have a scent of victory on us. As for our family, we're going to have a scent of God's glory. I don't want to meddle. Let me just tell you. That might mean checking what's on their iPod. That might mean watching what's on TV. That might mean, and I don't care if you think, oh, I don't have a TV. Well, thank God for it. That's great. That's wonderful. Let me tell you something. All they need to do is to go on Hulu, and they can watch whatever they want to. And you think, no, 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 they're just watching some little young people sing and dance on glee. You're ignorant. There is an agenda in some of the sitcoms of this world that are trying to feed our teenagers and our high school students that it's okay just to sit around and talk about sex and perversion. It's okay to be a homosexual. It's okay. Let me tell you, we we love the sinner, but God hates the sin. I want you to know that you've got to get a scent of God's glory on you. You've got to get a scent of God's presence on you. trying to wrap this up but these are things specifically that I felt tonight to tell you nobody can make it happen in your home priest priest you got to make it happen your pastor can't come to your address and drive around all of Los Angeles County trying to make sure that there's no hint of the enemy in your home You've got to do it yourself. You've got to recognize yourself what's on the line. You've got to recognize that you've got to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That there's not going to be enough rules, but there's got to be a hunger in your spirit that says, I want the glory. I want the presence of God. And if I've got to bear it on my shoulders, I'll bear it.
Bible says you come to the they can come to the keyboard. Bible says that when they wanted to get the glory back where it needed to be, hear me. It was done by the priests. And there was only one place that they could put it. They had to put it on their shoulders. I don't know how heavy that was, but Brown, but every day when they had to get that glory, they had to move that glory. God said, I don't want a cart touching it. I don't want man-made ideas. I want you to do it my way. And my way is I've got to have the priest of the house carrying it. My way is the priest of the house can't just show up, but he's got to be willing to bear something on his shoulders. What he was saying is men... If you want this glory in your territory, you've got to learn. It might take a little bit of work, and it might be a little heavy lifting at times, but it's the only way. The only way is down on your knees. The only way is hands in the air worshiping the Lord. You can't do it on your own accord. You can't do it leaning upon the infrastructure of the church. You've got to do it bearing it on your shoulders. Here's what I want to do. I want every man, young man, I want you to come and we're going to fill this front, this front right now. I'm going to push back these chairs. Then right after that, after all of the men, I want all of the single mothers right behind them. Come on. That's why I felt the Lord told me how to end this service and end this, end this, this two weeks. We're going to end up bearing it on the priest's shoulders. Hallelujah. Come on, men. I need all the men here. If you're a young man. I need you to get close, 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 close. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And then right behind all of the men, I, if you're a single mother, if you're a single mother, your time and circumstance has, has caused this situation to be that you are the priest of your home. There's no male in figure in the home. I want you to be right behind these men. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody else? And here's what we're going to do. I want to see what would happen if we would start recognizing in our spirits and letting the devil know you are not going to invade our territory. You're not going to get in our territory territory and this is what we're going to do there's a story that says that the lion the male lion he begins to walk around his territory 
with his pride back all together. And it's often said by zoologists and others that the roar of the lion, the roar of the lion is intended to inflict fear upon their adversary. Let me tell you something. I just read something in a National Geographic. I want you to hear this. We're going to end right here. It says that the lion doesn't just growl to inflict fear, but he growls as he goes out of his territory to signify to everybody back at home base that everybody back in the pride that it's okay to go forward. That it's okay. There's no enemy that's going to stop us. So what I've come to preach to you today in conclusion is we need some priests. We need some lions of their home that you need to growl back. You need to growl back and say you're not going to stop us you're not going to hinder us but we're going forward you're not going to take back the territory that we've gained we're going forward I've come to ask a young man throw your hands in the air and I would to God that you growl back the adversary is pushing up against you but growl back growl back the way you growl is with prayer and praise would you pray and would you praise would you pray and would you pray Come on, those kids are depending upon you. That wife of yours is depending upon you. Those babies are depending upon you. They're depending upon you carrying the presence on your shoulders.
to begin to praise God. I'm looking for a priest of the home. worship. Come up behind everybody. Help us worship. I need this church to growl back. Growl back. Come on, we've got a territory. We've got a territory. We've got a territory. We've got a territory. Yours. Victory is yours. Victory is yours. 
nations. And I won't back 
watch it. Put it under your We're going to build a church at the gates of hell. We're going to build a church in Pasadena. We're going to build a church in Los Angeles County. And the gates of hell, the gates of hell, the gates of hell shall not prevail. almost done. Let me tell you something. I challenge every man that is here that tonight or tomorrow you need to go to every square inch of your home. You can say, preacher, you're crazy. Let me tell you something. There is a spiritual war. And if you don't claim the territory of your home, there is going to be an intruder there is going to be a stranger that is going to look for a place where he can slip into. When the angel of death passed over, it fell on the man of the home to take the blood and to put it on the doorpost so that when the angel of death would pass over, that when the angel would come over the house, that he would look at that house and say, wait, that's not territory that I can get in because the blood has already been there. I challenge every man, I challenge every woman to rub up some blood of Jesus Christ. Rub the blood on your door. Rub the blood on your children. Rub the blood on your home. Because if the blood is there, the blood is going to stop the advancement of the adversary. The blood is going to stop the advancement of the adversary. I want you to find somebody and take them by the hand and would to God tonight that everybody leave with total, complete victory.
I want you to find somebody. And we're going to leave tonight singing and dancing on the devil's head. We're going to leave tonight singing and dancing on the devil's head. We're going to leave tonight with a shout. We're going to leave tonight with a Come on, ladies. Come on, ladies. Come on, ladies. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on, crowd. Crowd. Crowd back. The blood is greater. The grace of God is greater. The grace of God is greater. Praise him. Praise him. 
This is what happened when the glory falls. This is what happens when the glory falls. This is what happens when the glory falls. He'll take them back one by one. He'll take them back family by family. He'll take them back street by street. They're not gonna stand in God's way.
hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Praise God. We're thankful today for the Lord, for the power of the Holy Spirit. I know at least one was filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost right down here tonight. We're excited, amen, about what the Lord is doing, what the God is going to continue to do. Hallelujah. Anybody feel like getting closer to the Lord? Amen. Brother, uh, uh, Brother Wilmoth shared with us tonight, when you do start fasting and praying, understand that the devil's not going to take it sitting down. Understand that there will be, uh, uh, there will be resistance. There will be uh, uh, things that the devil will try to put in our way to keep us from moving forward. But I challenge you in the name of Jesus Christ to stand up, be courageous, amen, and go forward. Hallelujah. Say, I'm not going to go back to the way that I used to be. I'm not going to settle, but I'm going to pray and I'm going to fast until the victory comes. Hallelujah. Pray until something happens in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to say a prayer of dismissal, and then we're going to uh, be dismissed in Jesus' name. And I want to uh, invite you to let uh, our, our minister know how grateful you are for uh, what God is doing. And uh, those of you that uh, received or experienced something tonight and uh, you're not where you want to be, I want you to just keep pushing, keep believing, keep praying, keep moving forward. Amen. Because ultimately... Hallelujah. There's nothing that can stop a determined child of God. You got the blood of Jesus on your side. You just be determined. If there's a setback, there's a disappointment, even if you make a mistake, just keep going. Amen. Keep living for God. Let, let me just go ahead and say this. There is no person who has lived for God long term and been a victorious overcomer who has not had to overcome their own failures, their own mistakes, and their own stumbles. But guess what they do? The people that are in church today, guess what they did? They got up. They didn't hide it. They brushed themselves off. They repented. If they sinned against someone, they confessed it. But they said, I'm, I'm going forward. I'm living for Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Jesus, we thank you today for the anointing of your spirit and the power, Lord God, of the Holy One of Israel. We pray, Lord Jesus, that your will be accomplished in life, church, and every family, Lord God, represented here. That uh, the priests of the home, Lord Jesus, would go to their place, Lord God, and establish, Lord Jesus, dominion and authority and territory. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that men and women would be given to prayer, Lord God, given to consecration and commitment. And we give you praise and thanks for it in the precious name that's above all names. In the name of Jesus, everybody said amen.